I'm just going to start. We're trying to get a slick intro in, but we can't because the laughter. So I'm Jim Dolan from Pride of Irons. Uh, we're back with another rival views this week. We've got a rival fan, uh, Joe, with us. Hello, Joe. Hello. Liverpool supporter, Joe. We've got Rob back again. <laughs> He's back. Uh, just a bit, a bit of housekeeping before we start. Um, I know if you're watching this on YouTube, um, these videos can be quite long. So if you look down there, uh, there will be a link to um, our... No, not down there, Rob. There will be a link to um, the podcast version of this. So if you just want to listen to it when you're on the go, it will be available to listen back. Um, otherwise, look at these beautiful faces. Why would you not want to watch these? Um, so, um, welcome, Joe. Uh, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, yeah, not bad. Just, uh, you know, working from home, socially distancing, you know, kind of like getting, getting through that slug, you know? Living that, that, that familiar that, that from home life. Living the dream. <laughs> and um, I'm going to jump straight into the first question because like, you asked how, you, how are you doing? How, how's, how are you doing football-wise? So last season, you know, begin, how, last season you guys obviously, it was the dream season, right? And, and mm -hmm. from someone of your your age as well. This is the first time, I guess, you, you get to celebrate that Liverpool success as an, as an adult, apart from, obviously, Champions League, but, you know, for, from a from Premier League perspective. Um, how's the start to the season panning out for you? So, yeah, so the end of last season, obviously, with everything going on, was really weird, and it just felt odd celebrating it. It was very stop and start, and then we didn't play so well towards the end of last season. So it was quite um, interesting seeing how we'd get going, because we had a bit of a break when other like Man United and those sorts of teams had to play a bit more um, before the start of the season. But yeah, I was actually back home up north um, for the Leeds game and watched that live and it was <laughs> it was a bit manic. It was end-to-end um, -end stuff. Like, yeah, I think that's always the when a team comes up from the championship and they're quite an attacking team, they kind of really want to go for it sort of thing. But as we've seen with Liverpool over the years, if you attack them, it just leaves them more gaps for you for them to score more goals than you really. But uh, yeah, it was a bit, a bit of a hectic game. And then I was quite worried with the fixture list as well because we had Arsenal and Chelsea straight away as well. So it's like this is going to be this is going to be the acid test. This is going to show whether we can do the same again this year. And both games were pretty decent, like uh, solid performance, looking good, like not not too much of an issue. Then the Everton game happened and they've been playing well. They've brought a whole new midfield. Calvert-Lewin is loving the supply he's getting from, from that mid midfield now. He's looking like a completely different player. So I was worried we were going to struggle in that game. And, you know, it's a pretty, pretty fair game in the end. You know, a lot of Liverpool fans have a lot to say about VAR. But, uh, you know, I think it's like with any refereeing decision, you win some, you lose some. Like, it's no point, like, sort of moaning about it too much. But yeah, um, injury problems really at Liverpool, um, especially in defence. Like we let Lovren go uh, in the close season uh, because he didn't really play last season. I think he played about 10 games, not even that. Uh, so, But now it's looking like we could have done with uh, that fourth centre-back because Matip is, uh, yeah, inconsistent with his fitness. So you're never sure when he's going to play. And Joe Gomez has had his injury problems as well. And now, after the Champions League game, Fabinho's injured as well. So, so yeah, I mean, we, we saw that. And we, we were talking about it on our on our chat, and it's a typical, maybe it's a typical West Ham gallows humour type thing. But I was like, yeah, see, Liverpool got a few uh, a few injuries there. Not that it makes a difference for when we play them. And 
and I think you probably feel the same right Rob I don't think uh, Liverpool become any less of a, a worry just because they've got a few players out no definitely not I think um, with Liverpool is you'll think oh good oh, look they've got a couple of players out especially defensive let's go attack them more and obviously like Joe said that means they'll just go for it and they, they'll pick them passes that, that's the problem with Liverpool they've got such good attacking lineup that do they need a defence <laughs> <laughs> we score more goals than you. We score five, they score six. You know, but I think well, it's a crazy, it's a crazy season like that, though, isn't it, Rob? Because like you say, like we score five, they score six. I mean, that that would be a off the cuff yeah. remark in a in a normal in a normal season. That would be like a sort of joke remark. But this season, who knows? Like, well, we, Rob, well, Liverpool right. got absolutely burned by yeah well, in the Villa game. It was pretty yeah. horrific. Like I, I listened to the radio commentary for that, and I was just like, "What am I listening to?" Like it was, it was. Um, yeah, it was quite worrying, really. Especially, it just seemed like it, they just couldn't stop. They were just ramping. They look, basically, they look good, um, they? they? They've got a nice yeah, balance was, this year. Yeah, you know, they got Grealish. They got you know Mings in um, defence. You know, they've brought in Barkley. They got a nice balance to them. Well, they so had no focal looked, point last season. Yeah. Like um, they were trying to play Grealish as their main outlet, and that's not his style. Whenever he's been good in games, it's when he can play deeper there's no point having him as your false nine at the front and, and trying to make something happen sort of thing yeah. but um you know much different team now this year well i was saying this to luke in the last in the last um, recording that um on the last game of the season when if we'd won villa would have gone down right um, and i was saying at the time no offense to the villa fans but I, I wanted us to to relegate them because i knew that they'd invested really well right they hadn't you know obviously they were fighting relegation at the end but they'd actually invested quite well um, I knew that they were going to invest further. I knew they were going to push on. And it's kind of not that, you know, I'm, I'm the oracle here, but it's kind of, it's come to pass that they actually look like a good outfit this season. Um, but still, to, to, to knock that many past you guys, um, I think the, the neutral is shell-shocked. How does it feel from your perspective? Well, it just felt like a joke. Like, it just felt like a friendly game. You know, people talked because of the way the stadiums are now with no fans sometimes I can feel like a friendly so sometimes I guess games just run away from you sometimes um, when a couple start going in it's a bit like down tools a little bit some people try to blame Adrian I really don't think haven't watched the you goal since I really don't think I think it was a combination of a few things I think a couple of players made a couple of mistakes and then that just and went up like Van Dyke made a couple of mistakes Gomez made a couple of mistakes Trent made a couple of mistakes and that just snowballed basically it can just make one small error can end up in a goal sometimes especially with the quality of the Premier League I do think sort of the mid-range teams can do you if you're not not on form. Like that's how good the league is now, and I think sometimes people kind of forget that um, perspective because Liverpool were in that sort of mire for years. When you kind of like outside the main top four, you're kind of a bit, a bit below that, but the quality is still kind of there, sort of thing. So yeah, it's, it was it was a difficult one to listen to. <laughs> well, well, so so not not the start of the season you would have wanted, I guess, after the way you finished. It's, yeah, well, it's been a bit mixed. Like, we're, we're, still at, we're still at the top. We've still been playing well. It's just the odd kind of blip you have here and there. And I think this is going to be indicative for the rest of the season for everyone. I, I don't think anyone's going to run away with the, with the title this year. I do think we're going to see bigger scoring games, which is kind of more exciting for the neutral. But it's... Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a very unusual season, especially when some of the bigger teams have really invested because the gap between 
City, Liverpool and the rest of was was a bit too much for the other teams to kind of handle. So you saw like obviously Chelsea have pretty much got a whole new team this yeah, year. Yeah, but Chelsea have spent what like 200, 250 million or something, like just a crazy yeah. amount. I think they've got yeah. too many players that all play in the same position now. Though, so. yeah, they yeah. they don't look at nothing special to me. They're, they've literally, I think they played better with their youth players last year, from what I'm saying, and they've seemed to have replaced them. Mm. You know, and there's a few of the youth players who probably will let go soon. It's a shame, really. Cause they look the weird thing, I guess, is that they've spent all that money and, like you say, Rob, they don't really look that much better. We've actually sold loads of players, not really brought many in, and somehow yeah. we're looking way, way better. Bizarre. I don't know what's going on there. I think it's um, some kind of magical spell Moyes has put on the team. But I think maybe it's just because the style of player we brought in, like Suchek and uh, what's that right back's name we've got now, Jim? Sufal. Sufal, that's it, yeah. They're just hard working. They're just team players. I think we've got a load of team players now, and that's why we're doing a bit better. So I made a note about your right back saying if he has a like he needs to have a good game against us because like he just looks like such an outlet. (laughs) <laughs> plays that, that I've seen, I was like, "Wow, this this guy can play." And I think if he has a good game, you know, that's going to, you know, kind of stop Andy really. Because if he if he's attacking, Andy's got to stay back, and yeah, vice versa. If Andy's going forward and he stops, and then yeah, that's that's part most of the game. He's really, really good at positioning, isn't he, Jim? He can see. He's cleared the ball a few times and got a few really really clever tackles in. You can tell he's got that kind of experience, and he he's kind of knows where to be positionally. Exactly, yeah. He knows. He knows. Yeah, he knows where he needs to be. He get he gets up the top when he needs to as well. But, you know, putting in crosses, attacking. He can do a really good he's cross as well. Just all round, I can't believe we've managed to to get this guy. Um, you know, just seemingly out of nowhere. It's like Su- Suchek's like, you know, I've got a mate who's quite good at right back, and <laughs> we've just gone and signed him. It's amazing. Yeah, they got him from the same team, yeah. or like yeah. they both yeah. on Chat yeah, both from the same team, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he used to play together in the same team and, um, and yeah, obviously together internationally. Um, so, next question I've got for you. Um, and, Rob, feel free to chip in with your thoughts as an outsider. But um, I always ask thoughts of your, your current manager. Now, I think from, from an outside perspective, um, Klopp is just one of those guys who's generally very, very likeable. And I think before he even kind of you know trained with you guys for the first time, everyone was talking about him coming into the league. And Rob, I seem to remember you were quite excited about Klopp coming to the UK, right? Because there was some talk a while ago about him coming to us. Yeah, we tried to get him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he turned us straight down. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah. But, but from an impartial, like, well, let's say impartial, but from like an opposition point of view, that better for for having Klopp in the league, hands down. <laughs> hands down or pants down? Yeah, hands down, pants down as well. He's um, fantastic. He's he's made the league so much better. He's a uh, very, you know, he's changed the way a lot of teams play. I don't think if it wasn't for him, there would half the teams play counter attacking nowadays because of him. They're all trying to you know do the same model as him. And if you go look back in Germany, there's still loads of teams copying exactly the same thing that he started. And so he's actually changed football quite a lot. And, it, you know, it helps that he's kind of come to Liverpool and he's taken on, the, you know, the Scouse culture as well. You know, he goes to all the pubs. Goes I, in I think that's, the, that, I think that's mm. the, the thing I notice is that he, yeah. regardless of, of what you might, anyone might think of, of Liverpool, I think he's gone in and gone, right, that's, that's their culture. That is their identity. And I'm just going to roll around in it and just like absorb it i mean how, how's it for you joe having because i think you know you i think there's been a bit of um managerial merry-go-round i guess 
for what for a little while. But Klopp seems to be the one, right? Obviously, he's won the league. But aside from that, again, fitting the identity of the club, relating to the fans, how is that for you? Yeah, it it was especially after Rafa Benitez going, it was very much like, who's going to be the next, what's the next project going to be? Who's going to be the next person to take us to that level? You know, Brendan nearly did it and I, Brendan did get the time to do it. And you can see what he's done since since he's left Liverpool as well. Like it wasn't sort of a fluke what he, he did at Liverpool. But he just and, didn't have the personality and stuff, did he? No, it was always a bit cold with the fans, with, with Brendan really. I think he knew we didn't really connect with him and he knew that and it was there was always a bit of a distance there I think really and you know it's a shame really because you know he he's got his methods and yeah I feel a bit sorry from Redding because I think he got a bit of short shrift really at Liverpool but yeah it's but that's the thing you contrast that with Klopp and it's completely different Klopp's just not about the club it's about the city as well and I think that's what's really made the difference with Clark because all the fans think the world of him sort of thing it's kind of like you know when he came in yeah the results still weren't good because he was still instilling his tactics you know he didn't maybe have all the players that he wanted and that sort of thing so it's kind of a bit like it did take a while but you know what really got the fans through it was that it was that game where he was he was like really passionate like we drew and it was like 2-2 and he was um, having a go at the fans, being like, people are going early. Why are you going early? Like, this was a really good result. We, we drew 2-2 in this sort of thing. And like a lot of Liverpool fans, kind of, it was a bit of a wake-up call. Then it was a bit kind of like, yeah, we aren't giving 100% to the team sort of thing. And I think, I think that was like... And, the, and that, could, that could go either way, couldn't it? Talking yeah. to fans like that, that could easily go either way. So he's clearly got the, the charm and, the, and, and he's, he's, he set the message in the way. And again, I think that's part of how it's clear that he understands the club and the culture and the fans is that he can say that mm. at a time where you are struggling and, and it be taken in the right way. I find you guys are really interesting actually, in terms of like supporting your managers, because I think a lot of well, most football clubs don't have the best relationships with their managers. Mm. But I remember the FA Cup final in 2006 and like being in the middle of like the, the, the Liverpool part of, of, of town where everyone's partying because we didn't give shit. So we just went into a bar for the Liverpool fans and coming down the road, there was just like this huge parade of Liverpool fans holding this massive portrait of Rafa Benitez in this really ornate gold frame, just like carrying him through the streets. And I was just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's amazing. Did you put, did you put he died? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Liverpool let die. He came out of a coffin. <laughs> It's been like that since the since the seventies as well. It's kind of like you get these like iconic managers, and then like City just like really gets gets behind them really. And it's yeah, I think it's really good to see, and that's why I think it was a bit um, sad for Liverpool fans to kind of like when we went through the phase and sort of the nine like nineties and early two thousands. It was kind of like I think there was a lot of appointments that that. Um, uh, didn't really make sense or didn't really show any ambition like when Gerard Houllier was in after Way Evans I think it took a while for Liverpool fans to warm up but the thing is if you've got a manager of quality and he wins things you know you've got to back him sort of thing and he did so he, he did something the other day I can't remember who it was and um, and some players were celebrating was it someone getting sent off or something he turned around and he absolutely blitzed them he was like don't yeah. you celebrate that and so like, I'd love that I did I'd really love that I thought that's a, a great manager you know who's actually you know the players respected they just went dead silent <laughs> have you seen the um the, have you seen the spitting image uh Jurgen Klopp 
No, I've seen. I only saw the West Ham thing. I've never seen anything else. Um, it's. Well, I mean, check it out. It's it's a very good caricature, and I think a lot of them where they're a little bit um, nasty. What they've done with him is they've actually just focused on his positivity, and it's just really funny. And there's like someone <laughs> said, like some Everton fans have sent a dog shit in the post. Like, oh my god, this dog! Yes, it's amazing. <laughs> I'm guessing all these shits. Uh, but not in that accent. But he's like, yeah, he's like super like animated and smiling. And his wife's like, they've just sent you shit. And he's like, yes, but it's very courteous of them. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry, I completely the wrong, the wrong, the wrong uh, subject there. But so, so I think we've got a good, um, a good sense of what um, Liverpool fans are like. Um, I think at the actually at the FA Cup final, when we had a chance to, and obviously it's a long time ago now, but we had a good a chance to chat with them. Um, a lot of Liverpool fans and it felt like there was um, a lot of mutual respect there I remember one guy saying you know I think we're very similar although the clubs are working very, class. very far working apart class exactly though he said you know working on you know good honest working class fans working class club the same kind of values although you could probably take the ownership out of it um, and the same, the same kind of values um, so on on that note, what what do you see from the other side um, as a as a Liverpool fan generally when when you play West Ham? What's the um, the tone of of feeling towards the opposition? Well, yeah, it's kind of been a bit. I remember the iconic West Ham sides from the nineties kind of thing, and it's kind of a bit like it's just been difficult, especially since you know obviously the relegation happened and blah 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 sort of thing. I think it's been difficult to kind of like have an iconic team like that again and that's what I kind of like feel when I see West Ham now it's kind of like you know almost getting back to that sort of level now and you've mentioned the ownership as well like it kind of reminds me when we had the Hicks and Gillette ownership thing so kind of (laughs) like I know what it feels like to kind of go through that okay this is the position we're in can't do anything about it just gotta like live through it sort of thing and like I went through a phase of thinking, oh, maybe West Ham fans are kind of over-exaggerating how bad the ownership is. I don't know, like... <laughs> <laughs> That's a so, whole different conversation. Yeah, that, that, is, that is a 17-hour podcast. <laughs> it is, yeah. But, but for me, I think West Ham are like, at the moment, I, I think over in recent times, like over the past sort of decade or so, you've really struggled to have like... Uh, a reliable sort of forward. And I know you've had Arnautovic. I know you've had Arnautovic, but I just don't think he really hit those heights enough for you guys. And I kind of think back to like Dean Ashton and then everything that happened with him. And it's kind of a bit like, I think, feel like since then you've still, you know, you need to have a tal- talismanic striker. And I just think you've never really had that. Because uh, obviously Andy Carroll, you know, we all know about Andy Carroll. And yeah, uh, <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> how much, yeah, how much did you pay for him? It could have been I great. Think, what did you spend on him again? Oh, like, was it 50 or something? something so like you spent yeah, 50 yeah, on him, yeah, then yeah. we gave you 20 of that back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now, uh, now Newcastle got, got the change. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I just think he was just always very unlucky with his injuries. Like, he could have been, you Good know, fantastic. Yeah, it, he could yeah, have been. Do you remember, though, like, um, 18-year-old Andy Carroll hitting, the, hitting the, the scene? I think I remember the first goal of his I saw was like a bullet header, and you're like, fuck. Like, yeah, who's Rose this, who's there. this kid? Kane Roll, um, I remember him and Kane Roll was last thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he's been on holiday with his parents to Ibiza. Um, and yeah, I think he, he was unlucky with injuries, but then I, how much of his own luck did he make with his. Well, there's rumours there as well, you know. Did he, did he look after himself enough? Uh, I guess hmm. one day he may 
reveal that. But yeah, I mean, we, we, I think we've, mm. we were both stung with that one. <laughs> but as well, um, the new guy you bought, uh, Ben Rama. Ben, yeah. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited to see what he does. And I'm expecting him to play at the weekend because we've kind of got done over by an informed striker from the championship already this season uh, in Ollie Watkins. So, his uh, teammate as well. <laughs> yeah. So I'm interested to see what he's going to be like. So I don't think Haller's kind of worked out for you guys, but I also kind of feel like he hasn't been given much of a chance. That's kind of Do right. I, I think he hasn't been given the service. Um, with Heller, I think he's it's really hard to tell he's a big good player if I'm honest because he, he kind of seems lazy and lacks days yeah. for me and he doesn't really, run enough doesn't run enough and he doesn't make with like Bowen and Antonio they're always waiting off the back of the line and they're waiting for that run and obviously Antonio's out this weekend isn't he by the sounds of things I, so, I hope so there's no point risking him against no, Liverpool yeah he gets injured again so if they don't play Heller now then he never will start. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he has to start this weekend. Where is Antonio's best position? Because I've seen him play oh, okay. everywhere. <laughs> I think yeah. he's found it. I think he's found yeah. it now. He's found it, yeah. He's, become a, he's just become a complete striker. Mm. He's actually gotten better. And uh, he's actually better finishing. Now, how many goals has he got, Jim, in the last 20 games? It must oh, I don't know. Him. But like, he scored more after Project Restart than he had in the whole of the season to that point. Mm. Um yeah, and then like not not to to leave out um, as well, you know, Bowen with yeah. his assists and and you know he's he's scored a couple. We've got um, Cresswell Cresswell now. Yeah, just just yeah, he's like well, most assists from a defender this season. I, and I put him in my fantasy team today. <laughs> <laughs> and I really like Cresswell. Um, for years, when Liverpool had a bit of an issue at left back, I would have had him at, at Liverpool, sort of thing. Yeah, um, I th- yeah, I think he's. He I think he's great. He's a massive Liverpool fan, isn't he? Yeah. So, so next question before we get onto the actual match, um, where do you expect both teams to finish this season? So I'm going to start with Rob. Where do, where do you see Liverpool? Um, we already know what you think of West Ham, but where do you, where do you see Liverpool finishing the season? I think they're winning the league. I think I think what happen. I think they'll get to the transfer uh, transfer window. I think they'll get a loaning loaning in for defence. Uh, there's a few big players who are not playing at the moment. I think they'll grab one of them to cover to when Van Dijk comes back, and then I think they'll just win the league because I just think they've got too much. And I think if they had a net and a really quality striker as well, I think they'd become playable mm. <laughs> as well. But they so the only thing I think that kind of lets them down sometimes they haven't got a Harry Kane sometimes. And I think if you had a Harry Kane, well. You know, I think the rest would be history. <laughs> so that's a that's so, a that's a bold prediction outright saying they're going to win. Especially well, I put that in my bet to win. So I've been thinking it since the start of the season. No, no, but I mean, you know, given, given how crazy things have been, um, yeah. I, I I struggle to call a, a, a you know a, a top four, let alone a winner at this point. But I think but, other teams will drop off as the games go on, but I think Liverpool will pick up momentum. I, think. I guess yeah. They, 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 that's the thing with the bigger teams is they've got the pedigree and and the players have got the mentality to see to see things through. But then I suppose Leicester proved to us before that that you don't always you know, yeah absolutely things don't yeah. always go that way. But also so, Liverpool have got fantastic youth system. So like even when they've got like Jones coming through and you bring someone like Jones who pretty much can get into any other team and probably start. And you know they've got someone like that you can bring in. Well, you know you've got quite a good backup 
And the three young boys they've got that could be playing in the weekend in central defence, especially the Dutch lady, they actually are quite good bloody players as well, which bring a get in other teams as well. I think so, um, people are sleeping on um, Nat Phillips as well, Nathaniel Phillips. Like yeah. he played half a season at Stuttgart last year. Yeah. Like, and we actually brought him back from that loan early when we yeah. were having a few injury problems last season, just in case. So I, I think Klopp rates him, and I, I, I think either um, Reese Williams or Nat Phillips will start. I think he does quite good. He's quite a big lad as well for his age. So mobile as well. So yeah, like, uh, I'm. Uh, yeah, I was nervous when he came when he came on uh, in the Champions League game, but you know, I think yeah, Klopp wouldn't have him on the bench. Klopp wouldn't play him if he didn't think he could do it. So well, yeah. you got you got you got to get your feet in somehow. Sometimes and sometimes in like learning by the trial of fire is the best way to learn, isn't it? You know. Yeah, and look, some 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 players absolutely thrive. Remember last season, um, unfortunately, he decided to leave us, but Ngakia got thrown in at right back, and mm. just I can't believe we let him go. Like where did, where did he end Watford. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. But, he's, um, but he's been on the bench last two games. He's not been, his form's declined mm. a bit. But do you remember he's been when on the bench we thought Weisberg actually played really well? Then he had that period of... Pardon? What, Jim? You say he's been on the bench the last couple of games? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And do you remember when Rice had that kind of period when he kind of just, you know, had, he'd done a few mistakes and he got benched Yeah, but I think... He got he made one mistake, didn't he? And then he immediately yeah. got benched by Billich. And I think that knocks his co- confidence for a bit. He can be bounced back though, and that's what a good player does. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's what and that's good that's what I'm saying. Like even if this young chap comes in with Liverpool and he you know he does a mistake, you know, kick stick with stick with him. He learns from the mistake, he becomes a good player. He's got fantastic players around him to learn from. Probably one of the best central defenders in the whole world right now mm. as well. Who I've always wanted West Ham to sign, even when he's at Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 Joe, same question to you then. Where, where do you see Liverpool finishing, and where do you see West Ham finishing this season? Um, I definitely think Liverpool will be one or two, first or second. I, I just don't see us dropping off that badly. I think we're still kind of in the same sort of vein of form. And I think if one of the front players has a dip, you know, we, we've got Jota now who is looking really good. Like Klopp just wants to get him on the pitch. So he's playing him in field now. So, cause he's just, he's, yeah, he's really in form at the moment. I kind of expect Jota to, to start as well against uh, West Ham at the weekend. But um, yeah, first or second. And I think, I think Chelsea's team on paper looks like they've got a lot of goals in them. So I'm kind of expecting them to be top three and obviously City as well. I, I think Everton will drop off. They always do. And, and, and little old West Ham? Uh, West Ham, where I think they're going to finish? Mm. You can be honest. It's, it's, no it's, easy to say, it's easy to say mid-table, but I just think that, you know, 15 to 5 is just going to be so tight and a complete mess this year. So, you know, you, you could you could finish a couple of places above the relegation zone, but there could be like a huge gap in points. So I don't know, like it, it, it's difficult, but I around 8th, I'm going to say. Around Ooh, there. Dizzy heights of 8. 8, eight, eight, to, eight to 12. 8 to 12. I've got a nosebleed. Yeah, blimey. <laughs> That's, that's a very kind uh, prediction, but I think I suppose the way things are going, it's just so hard to know what's going to happen. You know, um, who who would have foreseen so many teams that are often in the mix in the middle or that you know towards the bottom, um, just up their game the, the mm. way that they have. Um, and it's been great to watch. There's been some great moments. You know, it's I been a good season. Is, um, I think. Mm. I think so. Yeah, and and as, as annoying as it was, and as stressful as it was going down 
by three to Spurs, that comeback made it all worth it because, mm. and not just from the perspective that, you know, it's Spurs, because I know they love to think that it's all about them, but it's just any team coming back from three no, goals down at that point. Well, especially like only nine minutes to go as well when you score three goals and the last one's a 30-yarder who hits the crossbar and goes in. Anyone's going to go ballistic. I kicked, mm. I, I, I kicked my plant pot, screamed so down, the daughter started crying. I didn't know I was doing it. I was like, I was possessed. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, then I was just flopping into the air. <laughs> So, so let's move on to this weekend's match then. Um, I say this weekend. What day are we actually playing? I don't even know. We're playing Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Yeah. This is the great thing as well at the moment, I think, because the scheduling is all over the place to accommodate everyone being on TV. It's just, it's, it's crazy. And, like, it's and I love it. I like it. It's Sky, isn't it, as well? So you have to pay for it. It's main, it's main event. Oh, cool. But I, I, like, I like the fact that, you know, uh, one day, one weekend, you're watching it at 12 o'clock on a, or 12.30 on a Saturday, and then you're watching it at like 8.30 at night on a Sunday or whatever. It's, I, I really no, like I've it. been asleep for the last Sunday game because I was, I was like, Sunday afternoon, I was like, because it's so late. <laughs> there wasn't a lot to get excited about in the last game. But um, go, going on to this this Saturday's game then, um, Joe, like you talked about um, who you expect to start up front and whatnot. How, how, would you, how would you expect to set up against West Ham? Well, Klopp has this thing where if someone's injured, he never really says how long they're going to be out for. Like, we all thought Alisson was going to be out for ages, and then, oh, hey, he's on the team sheet this week. So it's kind of a bit like you're never really quite sure. So I, maybe Fabinho will start on Saturday. I don't think he will. But, um, <laughs> yeah, obviously the front three are going to be the front three. Um, Yotta's in form at the moment. Uh, so I think he's going to try and wedge him into midfield somehow. And then because of that, I think he's going to go a bit defensive with the midfielders. Kaita's still out with the Rona. I think he's got a few more days to, um, to isolate for. Uh, uh, and then Thiago, he's not really said when Thiago's going to be ready, but I don't think that's this weekend. So I think it'll be Milner and Henderson in midfield. And then... Usual back four, but centre back will be Gomez and one of the the younger players. And I think he'll go for Nathaniel Phillips, well. to be honest, just because yeah. he's a bit older and got a bit more bit more experience. But um, yeah, so glad Alison's back. <laughs> it's always it's always handy. <laughs> See, and, and, and now but I yeah, think um, so. What I was going to say to Rob is, I think our team has been picking itself recently. Mm-hmm. Um, Antonio is obviously injured, and I think you know even if he could make this weekend's game, if it was down to me, I wouldn't play him because I don't think it's worth the risk. But we're we're usually um, a counter-attacking team. Uh, We defend quite well. We've got the, you know, three at the back and the the two wing-backs. We get back quite quickly. We defend quite well. But we are very much about, you know, hitting on the counter. With Antonio out, and like you've already said, you expect Heller to start. How do you you see us lining up and how do you see us playing on Saturday? I, I think uh, is this the major, by the way? It is yes. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. Um, I think we'll just literally do straight for straight swap for Hella. But as I've said in so many times before, and you see when we take off um, like Antonio and Bowen, and we stick on you know Milenko and Hella up front, the team just slows down so much that the attack threat just looks diminished basically. And against a team like Liverpool, who everyone's quite fast really, especially their wing backs as well. You kind of need that pace to play, you know, play against them. So I think, I personally think we'll play with like Haller and I'll play. I think I think we might even take off Fornells maybe as well, but said on and use the pace of the wingers and try and get the cross into Haller and 
put him right. I, I, if I was me, I'd put him straight on the young defender. You know, six foot four bloke against a defender, and I'd say, look, bully the shit out of him. Mm. You know, get try and win. If, if you don't win the header, just make sure he knows that you tried to get the header and put him off his game. That's what I try and do. So, so you wouldn't be tempted if you know, tempted like it's your decision, but you wouldn't be tempted to say like Bowen in the middle, and then put like Ben Rama and and um, yeah, I could, I could, supporting I like to, just just for the speed. I'd, I'd, I'd be tempted to play a false nine as well, and play um, maybe even play like the two wingers, but coming into the middle and having Fornells as the centre of cent, you know the you know cam position. I'd be tempted to do that as well, and get and let Fornells play them through balls to Sayed and um, um, Bowen, and let them do the runs as well. So that would be another tempting thing. But then if you did that, there'd be an outcry. I think. You'd, I think. But I, I I think that's the smarter way to play it. If I'm honest, oh, I, I, I would well. save. I would save that because after after Liverpool, we've got Fulham. So I think you totally switch it up for Fulham and and take I say take a risk. This is a risk from a West Ham perspective because you can never be too confident. But take a risk and go four four two, and then you'd have Haller on there um, with maybe Bowen playing alongside him, um, and then you can like drop one of the centre uh, centre backs and you know put someone else into midfield. I, I'd be tempted to do that and give Haller his chance then. And plus, against a team that's struggling, it might give him more confidence to, to play against them. But I'd, I'd just be so. Um, I'd be so much against dropping the pace uh, against yeah, him. Yeah, well, you know, the only enemy, it's the only well, weapon you've got against this. Well, you know how I feel about the pace up front for us. We've had for years and years, we've had no pace up front really, apart from a few players. And this season, we've having like Antonio and, and then having Bowen just keep running and running and running. And it's but it's, it's not it's not just problem. up front though, is it? Because you've got like um, Masuaku and, and Kufal now bombing it down the wings. Oh no, I've, our um, connection is frozen. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know oh, what? I'm going to st- stop trying to make the point that our wing backs are fast. Oh, it's something I wanted to ask you guys actually. Um, I've always liked the look of Lanzini, and I just, he's never seemed I'll to be. I bet you have, young man. That's a technical. Yeah, okay. We've had some technical difficulties and we've had to reconnect. So, the last thing I heard was Joe saying that you liked the look of Lanzini. And then I tried to cheekily go, Wee. and it all cut out. So, that's a comedy. Yeah, it, was, it? It, was too, it was too X-rated what you said next and it cut out. The government cut out. It was like, no! <laughs> Sorry. So, Lanzini, yes. Oh, there was a bad, bad injury. Bad basically, injury. basically, yeah, what happened is he... He got injured, you know, um, he was on international duty of Argentina and he got injured and he'd done his crucial ligament in his, no, he didn't, he'd done his the ligament in his knee, didn't he, Jim? And he'd come back and he's lost a yard of pace. He's mm. he's lost it. like. And where he used to be able to, con, you know, get, do that little sidestep and run off, he can't do that no more. And his shot power's gone down a little bit as well. Well, he didn't like against Tottenham, if I'm honest. Well, yeah, but tell that to the third goal against Spurs. He hasn't played oh. much, though. And see, we don't really know what he's like anymore, but he definitely has lost something that he had because mm. he was small. He had that low centre of gravity and he could beat a person, but he doesn't look like he can do that that much anymore. Mm. I think he's still a good player, but I think it, I think the Premier League might be just too physical for him now with the injury that he had. Yeah, it's a shame, really, because he, he looked really good. And then, so uh, when I've not kind of not seen him getting into the team anymore and all that sort of stuff, it's kind of a bit like, oh, what, what, what's going on with him, sort of thing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It kind of, kind of explains it. I a think bit. Lanzini would have been a better player in a better side 
I think he really went to the top four, so I, he wasn't well, injured. This I think lot Liverpool wanted him, right? Yeah, Liverpool wanted Liverpool him. Yeah, wanted him. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think if he gone to if he gone to Liverpool for his injury, mm. problem was he was kind of injury prone before that as well, little niggly injuries here and there. Mm. I think he'd have been a much better player. I honestly do. I think Stanton West Ham's kind of held him back, and now the injuries kind of really held him back. I think he'll leave next season. I think mm. he'll go China or he'll go back to Argentina, and I think he'll rip it up where he goes, but. I don't think it'd be at West Ham. He was in um, the United Arab Emirates, wasn't he? Like, he was in the Middle East somewhere yeah. before yeah. he came to us. And I think that's why we got him on such a good deal because no one had heard of him and they were like, oh, he's playing out there. It was nine, I think, in the end. Well, that's still nothing, isn't it? For someone like him. When yeah. we first got him, I actually thought he was going to be one player we could never hold on to at first. I thought we'd be a player that could be going for 60 million and... Still here, <laughs> he can't even get in the team. I thought this is I was quite disappointed with Jim. The last game we played is that he didn't get on as a substitute. I was kind of hoping that he would the last game just for the last you know 10 minutes, but yeah, he didn't. So, says something, doesn't it? You see that you can tell that Moyes is the manager and he does pick what he wants to pick. <laughs> well, so so, but on that though, when Moyes came back, he picked Lanzini a lot, didn't he? Over four mm. nails even yeah. though Fornells had been playing well. So he obviously believed in Lanzini's ability, um, yeah. but I guess it's just not worked out on the pitch. Maybe it was too soon, and maybe we might see a bit more from him. I'm hoping so, because like Joe says, he, he was a good player. Like, he really was. He excited me a lot, and, you know, he, he scored some spectacular goals, and he loves scoring goals against big, big sides. And I think his first goal for West Ham was against Liverpool as well, when we beat you. Was it 2 or 3-0, I remember? Long time ago, though. <laughs> that, that's when I was like, "Who is this person?" <laughs> <laughs> so, so sticking s- sticking with um, dangerous players, Joe. Who who do you see as being the main threat from a West Ham perspective this weekend? Obviously, we think that Antonio is probably not going to play, um, mm. or, or do you not see any threats given that Antonio is not going to play? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think we've talked about it already, but Rice and Suchek in the middle, I think if you let them run the show, you're going to struggle. Um, Suchek is just massive. <laughs> like he, he, he's like really kind of like, people have been like comparing him to like Fellaini and blah, 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 but he is not that sort of player. He's like mobile, really drives the play and like gives a bit of a focal point. He's not scared to like, give me the ball, I'll play it out. Like he's kind of like, I really like him. I think he's, an exciting player really like I think he's really good and then Rice as well like I just think he's good at like mopping stuff up and moving it forward sort of thing like he's not you know some those sorts of players sometimes get criticized for only doing sideways passes oh, uh, but uh, mm. I don't he's not again, quite he's not idiots who don't player. understand football <laughs> 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 he's not that sort of player so I think I think the midfield for me is where the battle is going to kind of be won in this game and I'm concerned about Ben Rama I think if he plays I think he's going to have a stormer and I've just got this weird premonition about it like I'm oh, just I really, so. um, I'm really <laughs> I'm really concerned about it. Let me just put a bet on that. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, I I just, you know, nervous about him playing just because he's a new entity. People aren't really going to know. And I just think, yeah, people aren't going to have him sourced. He he could be one of those players that, um, you know, on his debut in the Premier League, wants to make an impact and just Mm. absolutely smashes it. Some players just do, don't they? They come in Mm. with the the immediate kind of drive to prove everyone to everyone that they are worthy of that step up. Yeah, yeah. They just yeah. Do you think you're picking the team, Jim? I, do I think... don't know, because Moyes has been saying that he's not going to put him in until he's ready. But what does I've that heard mean? He, I've heard he might even be in this weekend, so... 
<laughs> so there's a big there you go. Happen, you know. Who knows, mate? Who knows? So, um, Rob, same same question. Or is it easier to say who's not going to be dangerous for Liverpool? <laughs> I I think um, the one we have to watch out for is um, is it Main up front um, on the left? <laughs> uh, what's his name? Um... Oh, yeah, <laughs> that, that individual. Um, I think he's just becoming Mane. Player. I think he's becoming such a good player. Um, yeah, he's our best player. Like, if, if one of Salah or Mane had to leave or get sold, I would, you know, Salah can leave. Like, we need to keep Mane. Mane is by far yeah, the better, more consistent player. He's, he's like, he's got everything. He can play up front. He can play on the wing. He's fast. He's skillful. His positioning is actually frighteningly good. But I think that's something that's really unlooked by him, his positioning as well. And his link-up play to get that ball into the box is quite scary. And he's one player that frightens me for West Ham because... Even though we've got like um the mid- like we've got the right back and we've got Bone that helps and cover up, Bone also can't attack. So if he goes to the can attack, that boat's gonna be left alone on his own, mm. and that's where he's gonna thrive again. Because he's definitely got more pace than our right back, hundred percent. And I'm saying right back because I can't remember his name. <laughs> Sufal. Sufal, yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I, I, but like I said, Jim, before I think we'll play Hello and I think we'll try and um, get that cross into the box and bully the defender and I think that's what we're trying to do and I think that's I think that's I think it's just what Moyes is going to try and do I think he's going to try and be play kind of like we're going to soak up the pressure playing a counter-attack get that ball early ball in and hopefully you know Heller's not lazy too lazy to actually get in the box and actually put his head on it well look maybe this will prove whether or not Moyes really does have a plan B up his sleeve Absolutely, and this is something I'll criticise about as well. A number. Of I mean, it'd be great if he had a plan B up his sleeve for for this game, and then a C up his other sleeve for the Fulham game, um, because I think we should change it up for Fulham and Sheffield. I don't think I don't think he's that good in the alphabet, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so okay, we've got our, we've we've got our you know uh, expectations in terms of uh, who's going to be dangerous, um, how we expect to be set up. So I guess all that's left is final scores and goal scorers. So, uh, Rob, I'll let you go first on this one. 2-2. Two, two. Score a draw. 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, I'm going to go to 2-2. Two, two. I just think we'll really read there's all pressure. And I think the goals will be a brace from Bowen. Joe, what's your um, prediction? I think Liverpool win. Klopp's really been trying to rest the front players. You know, he did that substitution the other week. What did you get up to then? Did you see? I got as far as Joe starting to talk about players. So he's like, I think we're going to win. And then it basically (laughs) cut out. (laughs) He basically said, West Ham are going to win three something. And then he ended it. What? Hang on, hang on. We've got got to pick this up properly because otherwise anyone listening to this is going to go, this is shit. (laughs) (laughs) So, So... I'm gonna have to. So, there's so many, gonna be so many edits on this. It's ridiculous. I'm actually gonna to have to watch the whole video through tonight just to edit it is together. It, is it gonna be like a cassette boy video? <laughs> <laughs> it might be easier to do that. So, sorry, Joe. You said no. Don't you fucking dare. What? You didn't. You didn't say that. What? My computer was just about to restart. No. Ooh. And I, I would have lost the entire recording. <laughs> well, since the since the redial. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> Joe, you were saying that you think Liverpool are going to win, but yes. then I heard nothing in terms of how and why. So go oh, I started it. crying. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, um, I'm going to go for like a 3-1, 3-2 win. I just think that Klopp has been using players sparingly. 
you know, the other week he subbed off all the front line at 60 minutes. I think he's trying to keep all the front players, especially fresh. So, yeah, I think there's going to be goals in us, but I'm just very worried about our centre-back situation, especially, as you say, uh, Rob, if they West Ham play Haller. Um, Gomez isn't as good in the air as some of the other centre-backs, especially with one of the the reserve and youth defenders coming in. I think that is the area where Liverpool might struggle. So I think we might ship a few as well. But yeah, I'm still expecting a Liverpool win. If that's if Haller wants to, you know, put that shift in, and that's the problem sometimes is which one of him is going to turn up. Because if he does turn up and he does want to play, he can make it very difficult. But the problem is he does, doesn't want to do it. Or I've not seen it yet. Even on the weekend when we were, we were drawing one all man City, and he come on, he just didn't make no runs. You know, there was a chance for him to kind of make a run off the ball. He just didn't do it. It was so static. And he made, I thought for the last 20 minutes of that game, he just made it much harder for us. <laughs> It's like we had a player sent off. Yeah, especially when you're coming on as well, you know, just go hell for leather for those 20 minutes, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's what um, Minamino does at uh, Liverpool. Like, sometimes it's a bit like headless chicken moment, but I think he's just trying to, like, I've got 10, 15, 20 minutes on the pitch. I'm just going to, like, go for every ball sort of thing. So maybe maybe for Heller, though, playing, if he does start, maybe it gives him time to, I don't know, warm into the game, find his feet again in a team that he's not found himself playing in very often. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe that's part of what it is. You know, he's he's not got as much game time. I don't know, yeah. I'm trying to, trying to be positive here. He, he, he has got the technical ability, hasn't he, Jimmy? He's, he, you know, he can do over a kick. So. He's, very, he's very classy and very skillful. But the problem is, is, if he doesn't get that, you know, that precise delivery, he can't make something from nothing. You know, he's not one of the kind of players that can... He's not an Altovic who will take two players on and then like then hit it bottom corner because he hasn't got the head ability to do it. He can't beat a man like that. But then if we put a cross to his head, perfectly to his head or to his foot, he can score a goal. So it all depends on our I suppose our wing backs and our centre back Creswell putting that kind of ball in for him. And I think that's what we're trying to do. And I, I think mean, maybe I think it's going to be deep runs as well. Yeah, and maybe that's what it's going to be, a lot of um, you know, whipping the balls in, a lot of dead ball situations, and that's how we're going to try and play it. I think it is. I think, I think that's the way you have to play against Liverpool. I think you have to be down and dirty. You have to do a bolt against them. You know, you put the big men in, you fucking throw yourself at it, you know, and hope for the best. <laughs> you know? well, we'll have and Kevin it, Nolan on the sidelines dictating some of the tactics, so you never know, we could yeah. get a bit of a bolt on them. Yeah, you know, it, it, it might not be pretty, and it, Liverpool might think, oh, this is awful to watch, but... If it gets us a point, or if it gets us a win, or if we play half decent and Liverpool will come off the pitch and they think we're the battle here, and that's what you want from a team, don't you? In the day, it's funny you mentioned Bolton as well, actually, because uh, I had a bit of a fact about uh, Nathaniel Phillips. He's actually Jimmy Phillips' son, so there's like, really? a, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was looking up on him and I was like, oh, let's find some stuff out about him. And it's like, oh, son of Bolton player Jimmy Phillips. I, I love the fact that you've done some, you've done some research. <laughs> this is me and Rob just come on and chat. <laughs> Well, we, well, the, the thing is, though, well, well, kind of young players barely ever come really anymore. But and they're all from the fourth West Ham, <laughs> all of them. So apart from Scottish lad, I really look. Ashby does quite good, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Um, yes. He came on in that cup game, and he like he, he had a shot, didn't he? A really good shot on, on target, yeah. and then he went and dislocated his finger. Yeah, he looks very athletic. He reminds me a bit like Battle way he runs. Just he just he can get up the pitch like in you, you look up and he's just gone. He's gonna be a good right back, I think. And um he played for the Scotland under twenty one team and they really, really rated him. They said, God, this this player 
I've heard it, he might even be getting put into the first team of Scotland team. Not even the first team team of West Ham team yet. But... Well, that's one for the future, hopefully, then. Uh, or yeah. one that we'll end up selling off for a stupid amount. The Bournemouth. <sighs> <sighs> anyway, that's us wrapped up, I think. So, uh, thanks very much, Joe, for joining us and putting up with the dodgy Joe. Wi-Fi connection. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> so Joe. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Rob, as always. And I think I should probably give a shout out to Liverpool's uh, LGBT fan group Cop Outs. Um, if anyone wants to check them out, uh, they're similar to Pride of Irons. Um, obviously, not as good. Um, but they're similar. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, check, check those guys out. Only kidding, only kidding <laughs> people from Cop Outs. I'm, I'm sure you know, you're just as good as we are. <clears throat> um, so, catch you guys next time. Make sure you like and subscribe. And uh, yeah, come on your eyes. Wait. <laughs> See you now. <laughs>